Many of us spend our whole life in search of purpose, desperately seeking meaningful ways to make a difference in the world with the short amount of time we are given. Deploying High has been designed to help you analyze what gives you purpose through inspirational, thought-provoking stories and conversation. I'm Nora Firestone, author of the book, Deploying High, about the mission and true purpose of our host. So it is a true pleasure and honor to introduce to you Chief Gene Saunders. Hi, I am Chief Gene Saunders, founder and CEO of Project Lifesaver International. Deploying High is brought to you today by Project Lifesaver International. If you haven't already, I ask you to join our mission of saving lives by subscribing at DeployingHigh.com. Thank you. Today, we're extremely lucky to have someone from the Disney World uh, realm visit us. And let's face it, all of us either want to go or have been to Disney World. Uh, I think it's on everybody's bucket list at one time or another. It's definitely been on mine more than once. It's an enjoyable time, but you know, there's a lot of vaccines in Disney World. Like, how do you sit run? How do they do certain things? And one of the biggest, especially to me, is how do they secure Disney World? So today, we're fortunate to have somebody that can answer those questions and tell us a little bit more about it. Her uh, name is Jennifer Mason, and she is the Security Operations Manager for Disney World. So I think we're definitely getting it straight from the horse's mouth here. <laughs> Hello, Jennifer. And how Hi, are you? Gene. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me to, to join you. Well, it is great to have you here. Seriously, seriously. Now, tell me about what, what is Disney security? Tell me how it operates. Well, so I definitely always like to go back to Walt's vision, of course. So he really wanted to do it to be a very guest-focused experience. So anytime that you were around, he wanted to make sure, though, if you needed help, you knew just kind of looking through the crowd that you could find the person to help you, which is why we specifically have the color of the, the uniforms that we have, the real shiny badge. He wanted to look very much like a New York police officer uh, without actually, you know, being a, you know, a police officer. So therefore, you knew, though, in that that's the person who could help me. Even today, we still carry that guest-focused attitude first. It's always, how can I help the guest, you know, enjoy the experience of Disney the best? Well, now, you know, I have been fortunate in knowing you and some of the uh, other people in your department of having a backstage tour, so to speak. So I know that Disney always has an eye on what's going on. So, and you have a security center. Tell, tell us about that security center and what you do there. Absolutely. So that's the great thing about Disney security. It's not just a, oh, you're going to just come by and see security. We have what's called a layered approach. We want you to know that no matter where you are on property, you're going to be able to find help if you need it. So through our security operations center, uh, we are able to communicate with all of our security casts that are out in the area, whether it be in the vehicles, out at the theme parks, at our other locations, at the resorts. We have that direct connect. So therefore, if somebody does come up and say, hi, I need some assistance, a quick radio call will bring the cavalry if needed, which is fantastic. And then with that security operations center, we can definitely really kind of get that bird's eye view, if you will, of property and just make sure that everybody stays connected. That bird's eye view is fantastic, by the way. Yes. So, 
<laughs> well, I hope I'm not divulging any secrets. If I am, you can holler at me later. But your uniform guys aren't the only layer you have. Is that right? That's correct. So again, like I said, that uniform, that's that easy, that's that guest piece we really want you to be able to see. However, we also, of course, want that there to be that kind of that mystery piece, if you will. We want to dissuade the person who wants to come onto property and maybe do something bad, if you will. So therefore, yes, we have the ones that any guest can find, but then we also have a layer that maybe a, a guest who's just coming in to see the castle wants to have a great time. They're not really going to notice that extra layer of security, but if somebody were to come onto property and really take a look around, they're going to maybe see cameras. They're going to see extra people that, you know, we do have our canine, for instance. Again, our guests might see those canine, but again, they might not pay them any mind, but then that person who might be looking to go, okay, is this the place I want to do something bad? We'll look around and maybe see those, those that particular lane of security that our regular day guests wouldn't notice. Yeah. You know, if you've been to the Disney, as you refer to it, the Disney property, you know that the Disney property is much more a small city than it is oh, yeah. just a resort area. So what does all that encompass? What's encompassed in Disney property? Sure. We are 38 square miles at this point in time, right around that central Florida area. But within the Florida uh, you know, state, we, do, we encompass two different counties. So we're a big chunk in Orange County and then a little sliver in our Osceola County. So because of that, we have a great relationship with all of our partners in both of those counties, which is fantastic. Uh, but then over that entire area is what's called the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Again, that goes all the way back to Walt. When he first came to the, to the state, he really wanted to be an urban planner. So he created that improvement district where we're able to uh, have kind of what you think of with a county. Water, sewer, power, all those are handled by our Reedy Creek Improvement District, which is fantastic. And then as well as our fire department. So Reedy Creek Fire Department so therefore, they can go into Osceola County and Orange County, and they can kind of intermingle between the two of them without any trouble because it's all encompassed in this Reedy Creek Improvement District. Now, when we talk about the properties, we're talking about the parks, but we're also talking about the resort areas. Yeah. Right off the top of your head, and here's a test, what parks and resort areas can you think of right now that are encompassed in the Disney properties? And I know it's a lot, and I don't expect you to know all of them, because I don't think anybody can remember all of them, but give, no, us, we, give us an overview. So we bucket it, and that's kind of the easy way. We have four theme parks. So again, that's the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and our Disney's Animal Kingdom. So those are the four main staples, if you will. We have two water parks. Folks might not realize we actually have two opportunities for that. We have two uh, mini golf locations that you can enjoy with your family. And then on top of that, we have over 30 resorts and those resort properties, some of them are, you know, just one building, you know, with, of course, the amenities, but some of them are a sprawling campground. For instance, our Fort Wilderness Resort, where not only do we have cabins that you can rent, but of course, you can come with your RV or your tent. So again, some of them are quite sprawling. Some of them are very tall, <laughs> but uh, definitely lots of different properties. Uh, and then, of course, Disney Springs, a huge outdoor shopping, dining, entertainment area. So, and the great thing about Disney Springs, though, I always like to say, if, if you're not quite sure, do I really want to go to Disney, come to Disney Springs, free parking, walk right into the whole venue for free, and you really feel like you're getting that Disney experience, and you didn't have to pay any money. 
<laughs> granted, granted. Now, and the Disney Springs area, I think sometimes people get confused, and I get the question. So you're actually talking about Orlando and Lake Buena Vista. So Disney Springs is which? So, so great question, actually, on that one. In general, we always, people equate Disney with Orlando. And that's fine, just because, again, Orlando is such a big city and it's able to kind of, it gives people an idea of right where we are in, in the center of the property. However, there is not a single piece of Disney property uh, that touches Orlando proper. We're actually in uh, the Lake Buena Vista area, more in the Kissimmee location as well. Uh, but yeah, so technically not quite in Orlando, uh, but it's just easy to say Orlando just to get people you know close to that location. Well, see, there's an education point that I didn't know. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. All right. We've talked about Disney. Uh, we've talked about now. Tell us something about you, Jen. How did you get to where you are now? I mean, you, you know, did you go to college, go to high school? Well, I know you did. Tell us about <laughs> yourself. Well, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so actually, I have been with the company now for 24 years, which, and it's so funny if you talk to anybody, typically they say, oh, it was just a summer job or, oh, it was a job while I was waiting for my real job. And then it becomes this career. I tell you, the company is just really that great as far as taking care of their own. So I did get a degree from Florida State University uh, in criminology. So my hope was to always go into a security type field. Uh, it was just one of those, I just wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go. So that's when my friend said, oh, come work for Disney while you're trying to figure out your life. So I said, okay, yeah, that sounds like a great place to go. So when I first started with the company, I wanted to join the security team. However, this was pre 9-11. And obviously there's, that's a whole other concept we could talk about was what the security looked like uh, you know, prior to and after 9-11. will. No, perfect. So, <laughs> okay. uh, so with that, there just wasn't a lot of opportunity, but people said, oh no, just get, take a job, get your foot in the door because Disney really does promote from within. They really do want to, you know, move you up and move you around while you're in, in the, uh, you know, once you get your foot in the door, I was like, great. So that's exactly what I did. I started out in foods with Disney's animal kingdom. I moved into operations at Disney's Hollywood studios. I did some back of house, uh, as we like to say, kind of that non guest facing, uh, roles. And then I was able to finally make that jump into security, uh, which then I made the jump from that, stepped into our emergency management department. And then now I'm back outside of that emergency management, but still under that um, uh, security umbrella. So again, just lots of movement, which is fantastic. But if you look at my resume, I've had one job for 24 years. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about longevity. That's right. So, all right, you brought up an interesting point. So let's, let's yes. uh, you know explore that just a little bit. What is the difference between pre-911 and post-911 Disney? So again, kind of going back to what we started with, with the fact that it was just, you know, that guest facing security person was just there in case somebody was needed. You know, hey, uh, you know, I, I need some help. Great. Come on over and help me. So there was fewer security personnel around because we had, you know, one or two here and there, people roaming the, the parks at the resorts, but they weren't as visible. Uh, because it was, hey, yep, yeah, if you know you're looking for them, you'll find one. But we weren't, you know, right there and visible. Now, post 9-11, of course, with the change of the world, uh, we realized we needed to do a little bit more to secure, you know, just the, the folks coming to property. So what does that look like? And there's been a huge evolution of what it did. So it started out with what we would, what we called bag checks, 
where we wanted to check people's bags, very similar to TSA, if you will, as far as just making sure that you're not bringing any weapons, you're not bringing in anything that we consider what's called a prohibited item. Of course, you know, from a security standpoint, we're looking for those things that could do harm. Uh, so from there, though, we realized it's not just about checking bags. It really is looking at behaviors because, yes, we certainly don't want you to bring anything in. But then we also don't want somebody on our property who's there to do any surveillance. We don't want them to be looking or planning something for later. So we need to look at behaviors. And that's now where we've gone into what we call guest screening. So it's not just about what's in your bag, but it's also how are you behaving? So of course, we know when you come to our property, there is a typical behavior of a guest. They're excited, they're happy. And now it could be that they're frantic because they've got five kids and they left one in the car. I mean, you know, that's totally possible, but there's still a certain behavior. So now what we do is we have our security cast that are trained looking for behaviors that just don't fit that normal, uh, what we call that guest experience. Uh, so for instance, if you are, you know, it again, hot in Florida, if people don't know, I mean, right now we're in our nineties yet. I know people up north right now are in snow and I'm so sorry for that. But uh, so if you are dressed appropriately for that weather, that makes total sense. But if you're in a very long coat, heavy, you know, clothing, that's, that's odd for this area. So we'll, we'll do what we call, we'll make a soft approach, which is really what we do for any of our guests. We just walk up and say, hi, how may I help you? And just having that quick little interaction can also showcase, again, what might be happening with that behavior. Is it just somebody who, yep, just really, hey, I had to come pick up my mom, but I just came from my freezing office. That makes total sense. Or is it, nope, that person now is acting even stranger. Then we can get our law enforcement team involved to, to, to do more of what we call that hard approach. Understand. This is Deploying High, and I am Chief Gene Saunders founder and CEO of Project Lifesaver International. Today, we're fortunate to have Jennifer Mason, and she is the Security Operations Manager for Disney World. Deploying High is brought to you by Project Lifesaver, bringing loved ones home. More Deploying High with Chief Gene Saunders is next. Project Lifesaver is proud to bring you this episode of Deploying High with Chief Gene Saunders. Project Lifesaver is a community-based public safety nonprofit organization that provides law enforcement, fire, rescue, and caregivers with a program designed to protect and, when necessary, quickly locate individuals with cognitive disorders who are prone to the life-threatening behavior of wandering. Project Lifesaver has grown to be recognized internationally and now is one of the most widely used and proven most effective program in the nation that is specifically designed to protect the at-risk populations in our communities. Project Lifesaver strategically combines state-of-the-art locating technologies. The search and recovery times for Project Lifesaver agencies average 30 minutes, which is 95% less time than standard operations without Project Lifesaver. To learn more about bringing Project Lifesaver to your community or to donate to the mission, please visit projectlifesaver.org. Project Lifesaver, bringing loved ones home. Today, nearly half our nation's fighting forces are members of the Guard and Reserve. When they are called to active duty, they leave behind a family, a community, and a job. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, a Department of Defense agency, honors and protects the bond between service members and their civilian employers. Whether serving our country or supporting those who do, we all serve. To learn more about ESGR, call 1-800-336-4590 
or visit esgr.mil. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deploying High podcast, bringing it all into view. Now, back to Chief Gene Saunders. This is Deploying High, and I am Chief Gene Saunders, founder and CEO of Project Lifesaver International. Please join our mission of saving lives by subscribing to DeployingHigh.com. Now, back to the show. You're talking about law enforcement, uh, and of course, you know, you and I have known each other for a number of years, working closely. What do you do, or what are your procedures? You have a law. You knew this question was coming. Lost people. Absolutely. As we know, as yes. large as that area is, somebody gets lost. What happens? So we have a very robust procedure that we train to every cast member, which is amazing. Because again, it, as many eyes on the situation, we know we're going to solve it much quicker. So for instance, and I'll just give you an example in the theme parks. So let's say, and it's one of two things, either a lone child approaches a cast member or a frantic parent or a guardian approaches a cast member. So if the lone child approaches a cast member, then we'll just say, oh, hi, you know, and again, just have a nice little conversation with them if we can. If they're too young, then we, again, just try to keep eyes on them and try to keep them safe and just say, you know, who are you? Are you missing your family? And then try to get as much information. Where were you last? Where were you going? Uh, but we will now keep a cast member with that, that child at all times. And we typically keep them in the area that we found them in for about 15 minutes because we figure, okay, if we keep them here, hopefully somebody's going to come here looking for them. If after 15 minutes, though, we still have not found that parent or guardian, that's when we will move them to our guest relations area so they can be inside where it's quiet, give them a coloring book, you know, and just keep them uh, settled until we can, again, find that parent or guardian. Now, while that's happening with the child, We've already called our security team. We've used those radios, as I mentioned, that direct connect to not only security, but to every cast member, operations, custodial, engineering, leadership. Uh, anybody that has that radio is going to now know, hey, we have this found child. And if they're approached by a mom, dad, aunt, uncle, you know, anybody that says, hey, I'm missing uh, my, you know, my little, my little baby, what can I do? And then we can immediately go, oh. They're standing right in front of, you know, the Winnie Pooh ride or nope, they're up at guest relations. Let's go walk you up there. And again, then we walk them, connect them, call it a day, which is fantastic. Well, I know that, you know, you and I worked a lot towards uh, Project Lifesaver uh, being incorporated into some of the procedures there. And recently we started uh, in the Orlando area, the theme park program. So, and I know you're pretty familiar with it. Uh, so how, I'm going to let you comment on it. So it doesn't sound like I'm self-grandizing here. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, I will say Project Lifesaver from the beginning, when we first connected, if you will. Uh, so with the, the Disney property, and again, being as quote unquote in the Orlando area, our first connection was with our Seminole County Sheriff's uh, Office. They were directly connected with Project Lifesaver. And what they would do is if they were to find out that one of the Project Lifesaver uh, folks were coming into the Orlando area, they would send us an email with the photo and all the details of saying, you know, let's say it was, you know, Jen Mason, she's this old, this is where they're staying, and they will be visiting your property for this amount of time. 
which was great for us because then we could again have that ready in our in our security arsenal so that if we do find out that somebody calls and says Jen Mason is missing, we already have a photo, we already have some contact information and we could go. We luckily never had to use that and we're excited to never have had to make that that phone call, but it was a great relationship. However, though, the concern came from Seminole County is quite a distance from Disney property. So we said we needed to try to create a better way of, again, if there was any sort of uh, elopement, if somebody were to wander, how can we call in Project Lifesaver assistance quicker? So luckily for us, again, we, we were trying to see, could we get it directly at Disney World? Um, it, that was a, it was tough. We were trying to get that. But in the meantime, I know Project Lifesaver was able to make fantastic connections with both our Osceola County Sheriff's Office and our Orange County Sheriff's Office. And if you recall, Disney property is in both of those counties. So now we know for sure we have a direct connect. So therefore, if there is, uh, again, we get that information from those partners. If we do um, hear of a wandering, we can call them immediately and they can bring in those Project Lifesaver uh, you know, transmitters and the, the antennas and just start really doing a search again, have not had to make that phone call and I'm okay with that, but it's so good to know that the partners that we have are right there. And then now one step further from that, because again, I know we were trying to get it at Disney property, couldn't quite make just that, that full connection. The program that's been started now is that opportunity for anybody who's uh, maybe not a project lifesaver a recipient, they can come down and actually uh, get the bracelet, whether it's through rental process or, and then at least have the opportunity to know that they are secure while here on property. Yeah. And for those who are not really familiar with what Jen is talking about, it's our Orlando theme parks program. And you can get more information uh, via our rev- website, or you can give us a call and we'll be glad to fill you in on exactly what the procedures are. So, Dan, what's in the future for uh, Disney World? Every time I go there, they're building something. That's Epcot so looks like a, a virtual construction zone. So <laughs> tell us, yes, what, so- what can we expect from Disney World in the future here? So, and I, really, that if, it's expansion. It really is. Just the more we expand, the bigger we get. Truly, it goes back to that's why we need these resources even more. Again, right now, gosh, if somebody were, were to go missing, then we know we've got miles of property to look at. The more and more that we expand, the more things can take away somebody's attention. That's all it takes is just one, uh, somebody who you know, sees something that's exciting, a, a shiny bright light, uh, you know, a, a noise or a sound or a character that they love to turn away from their guardian for just a second and then have that, that separation. So therefore, we, we, with all of the you know, expansion comes the fact of let's go ahead and make sure that we have all these resources at our ready. Well, that, that's fantastic. Uh, I know there's probably one question. Even I have wondered it, you know, what the answer to it was at one time or another. And I know that a lot of uh, law enforcement officers reach a, a particular point where they want to retire. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, and I will tell law enforcement officers, or really anybody, don't ever fully retire. Right. Find something else to do. Go in another direction. Keep your purpose. Keep something as a purpose in your life. That's right. Now, what if I wanted, I'm retiring from the police department. Okay, I look at Disney and say, I would like to get on the Disney security team. Okay, yes. how do they do that? Can they do that? 
Absolutely. We are hiring 100%. And I'll tell you, uh, typically from security, what we look for for a background is former law enforcement, former military, or some sort of schooling. So for instance, I had the, the background with the education. If you have any of those three opportunities, then we absolutely want you to come and join our team. Uh, because again, we are expanding and we need those resources. All you have to do is go to DisneyCareers.com and search security and you'll see right there and that'll start the process. Uh, again, depending on, uh, I, I apologize, I'm not sure how long the process takes, but I know again, we are hiring. So I'm sure it's going to be a quick process. Now, the great thing, again, we do like to say it's a fantastic retirement job. We have so many former law enforcement, former military that just wants a, you know, a time to just come in, chat with our guests, keep it safe, because they absolutely know at the heart of the matter what, why they're here and why they're doing what they do. But just it's a great time to just enjoy the opportunity, have a chat with guests that are coming through. But, of course, on the back end, the Disney perks allow them than to give their family an opportunity to come and see Disney. Whether we like to say that typically, you know, uh, grandpa, he's like, I'm the best grandpa because I get to take my grandkids to Disney all the time. So isn't that great? So, yes. <laughs> and that's that exactly great? why you do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, if and when I ever retire from Project Lifesaver, which is not in the cards at this point, you can probably right. look for my application because every oh, time we go to Disney, uh, I make the comment to my wife, you know, I think Disney security would be a great job. You know, yes. we'll put so. you at the top of the list, Gene. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad somebody puts me at the top of the list. <laughs> For I sure. appreciate that. Well, listen, let's get back to a little more personal side. What is, what is a typical day like for Jennifer Mason at Disney? Sure. So, uh, you know, again, it's uh, depending on the schedule. So, you know, we work and uh, the five days a week. So, Obviously, depending on the span of day, we have to have security operations managers there every day and all hours of the day. Security is a 24-hour operation. So we do have three shifts. We have that, that day shift, what we call the swing shift, and then the overnight third shift. Uh, I typically work a day shift. So therefore, my time can start anywhere from like 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. as far as a start time. As leaders, we work a nine-hour shift because we uh, take a one-hour lunch during the day. Uh, granted, I don't think I've ever sat down for a one-hour lunch, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> that happens. Well, if you're anything uh, around law enforcement, you're not going to get much lunchtime. No. Well, and then that's the only thing. The, the joke is, too, of course, the second you heat up your food, that's when, you know, something is going to happen. So just be prepared for that. So, <laughs> Of course. Of course. Um, but. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So it's really just starting the day, a lot of emails, meetings, kind of connecting everybody. And then, of course, just checking on the cast, making sure that they are doing what they need to do in order to make our guests feel safe and secure. Well, that's probably the most enjoyable time when you get out and move around the park yes. something, and talk to people and, and get out of meetings and get out of emails and so forth and so on. Absolutely. Janet, it has been a real pleasure talking to you. I think you have really given us and our listeners some real insight as to Disney and what Disney is all about and, and how you do your security there, which, uh, you know, just from my viewpoint, y'all do a fantastic job, everything that I have seen. Uh, and we're going to look forward to seeing you at our conference. And Thank you. maybe some people will come up to you and ask for a job. You never know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I will bring referral cards in hand. I'll have them ready. <laughs> maybe you should. Seriously. You never know these days.
That's right. You have been listening to Deploying High. I am Gene Saunders, the founder and CEO. Thank you for being here. Uh, we have been very fortunate to talk to uh, Miss Jennifer Mason with Disney World. She is a security operations manager. If you have not subscribed yet, please do so with either Spotify, Anchor, or YouTube. Thank you, and we'll look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Deploying High with Chief Gene Saunders, brought to you by Project Lifesaver International. Deploying High would like to thank all of our supporters across the country and around the world. All proceeds from Deploying High go to support Project Lifesaver International online at projectlifesaver.org. If you'd like to help support the mission, please subscribe to our channel, make a donation, and don't forget to tell a friend about us. You see it in the news. Patients with Alzheimer's or young children with autism wander off from their caregivers and become lost. After 24 hours, there's only a 50% survival rate. Searches can involve multiple agencies, hundreds of officers and volunteers, and thousands of dollars. Since 1999, Project Lifesaver International has provided first responders and caregivers with technology and training to quickly locate individuals with cognitive disorders who are prone to wander. The method relies on proven radio technology, together with specially trained search and rescue teams. The result? A 100% program success rate with over 3,600 lives saved so far. Instead of hours or days lost, the average recovery time is 30 minutes. To learn more, visit projectlifesaver.org.